Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about the healthcare industry, such an important vertical market, such an important part of our society and what we expect from our communities, from our cities uh, and from our countries. And I'm really, really happy and excited to be joined today by Job Kamphaus. He is the head of the healthcare vertical market at Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Job, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John. Uh, now, Job, I did it really quickly in the introduction there, but of course, today we're talking about the healthcare industry. And, and today I'd like to discuss a little bit what's happening, what's changing in the healthcare industry, what are some of the trends and the influences that are really creating challenges for in this industry. And, and I'm excited for that because, uh, you know, we've chatted before uh, in, in different places at different times, and I know that you're really well connected to this industry and you've got great insights. Before we jump into that first question, maybe give us a quick insight. What do we mean by healthcare industry? Because there's hospitals, but it's not just hospitals, right? What is a health, the healthcare market? Yes, John. Uh, so if you look at the healthcare market, it's actually uh, a continuum of care. You have the hospitals on one side. These are the most complex, largest buildings, the most costly buildings as well. On the other side, it goes all the way down to taking care of people at home. That can be done with wearables, whether doctors can uh, see the recovery of patients or have remote telehealth consulting sessions with patients and anything in between. So it can be retirement homes or elderly care facilities, but also outpatient clinics where you come in in the morning and leave in the afternoon, but also medical office buildings where your GP is there, your general practitioner is there, or your physiotherapist, and all those facilities in, in the spectrum in, in between home care and hospitals. This is where, what we mean by healthcare. Amazing. And everything that you just described then, uh, you know, that, that huge breadth, let's call it, of that industry, such an important part of our society, uh, whether it is uh, the more complex uh, or more serious operations or, or processes and procedures that happen in a hospital right down to your physiotherapy, your chiropractic, uh, uh, and those medical office buildings and that home care that you mentioned. Uh, such a huge part of what we do and, and of course has been for a long time uh, and will continue to be, but really was on the forefront of our mind and our thoughts throughout the, the pandemic as well over the last couple of years. Uh, let's talk a little bit about challenges because this is a, a huge industry, as you described the breadth of it. It's a big part of, of what we do in our business. But uh, what it also is, has, has a lot of challenges. You know, there, there's a lot of things happening around the market that are making, uh, you know, influencing the way that this kind of care and these kind of facilities are run. So if you could give us a little bit of insight, what are some of those core challenges uh, and what are some of those uh, influences and pressures that are happening around the healthcare industry? You're right. The pandemic really put the spotlight on the healthcare industry and uh, we all realize how much we are depending on this sector. Also, the sector is still recovering from the pandemic. It's not completely over yet, right? So there's still a lot of backlog on procedures that need to take place that could not take place during the pandemic peaks. Um, so it's, it's not behind us. But the pandemic is one thing. There's other things that are other drivers that have a longer term impact on this market. And the main one of all the things that are happening is the aging of the population. We know that there's a growth of the population on this planet. By 2050, we will have roughly 10 billion people living on this planet. But that growth is not coming from younger, large families with a lot of young children. The growth is purely coming from people getting older. And when people get older, 
especially after the, uh, hitting the age of 60 or 65, you see this exponential increase for healthcare needs. And the, two, the combination of the two, this aging of the population and then the exponential increase of, of healthcare services um, at the end of, of someone's life cycle, uh, uh, will drive a tremendous demand for the healthcare services around the world. We see it already happening and hospitals are already struggling with it. And not only hospitals, the whole healthcare facilities, of course, but you see uh, the increase in demand. Normally you would add more resources to it, like more staff, more higher budgets, but here's the ch challenge, right? So you see the increase in demand, but the number of staff is limited and there's already a shortage. The pandemic only made the problem worse because there was such a high workload. A lot of staff is considering leaving or already has left the whole healthcare profession. And um, by 2030, the World Health Organization expects a shortage of staff by of 18 million workers around the world. And we already see situations where hospitals have to turn down patients because they cannot just, they have the beds, they have the space, but they don't have the, uh, the nurses or the doctors to take care of people. Uh, similar for budgets, we see uh, more than 10% of GDP in most Western countries is spent on healthcare and no one wants to pay higher insurance fees. It's getting too expensive. In the US, it is already 18% of GDP is spent on healthcare. So it's getting too expensive. So increase in demand, resources will remain the same. Uh, so this is a perfect storm for the healthcare sector, basically, what, what we are facing. Yeah, and th those are huge challenges. And I think the thing that strikes me just from your explanation is that these are challenges pushing in the opposite direction, let's call it, or, or accentuating each other. You have increasing demands. Uh, and as you mentioned, once uh, a member of the community becomes 60 to 65, their requirements go up exponentially. Mm -hmm. We have limited resources and expertise, which is essential no matter how uh, automated or digitalized uh, certain industries become. There is always going to be a huge portion of this healthcare industry, which is people-driven, expert-driven. And, yes. and then there's cost. You know, the, the, the demand is going up. There's a, a push down on resources, but there's also a push down from a cost perspective. So how are we tackling this? You know, what are some of the things that we see in the industry that you see and, and talk about when you're out there talking with you know, medical organizations, with hospitals, with healthcare providers? How is the healthcare industry looking to address these challenges? Well, if you have to treat more patients with similar resources, the only way to do that is to become more efficient. So efficiency is the key word. Um, and we see it in hospitals of the future or smart hospitals or in any kind of those terms. It's all about efficiency gains. Sometimes we have the discussion like a hospital is not the same as a factory, obviously, because we are dealing with patients and people here. Um, but efficiency is not a dirty word for a hospital either, because also patients, they do not become happier or healthier if you have an inefficient facility. And also as a staff member, it's very demotivating if you are working in an inefficient organization. So efficiency, despite the fact that we are talking about people and uh, it's a people's business, efficiency is still in the core of what it needs to be uh, improved in the healthcare sector in general, not only for hospitals, but throughout the whole continuum of care. Yeah, and, and that's a really interesting challenge. So, so this is how we're trying to address it. Uh, and, and that efficiency drive, that sustainability drive, that efficiency topic is such a core. 
give mm-hmm. us a little bit more detail because if, if I understand correctly, we're not just talking about energy efficiency here. So what do we mean when you talk about efficiency in this context? Yeah, so efficiency, of course, can be can touch a lot of workflows. From SI perspective, we look into the infrastructure of a building. And uh, so on the efficiency side, it's logical for us to first look into how can we make the building more efficient? So what do we mean with that? How can we make the building more energy uh, efficient? But also how can we make sure that uh, the building requires less maintenance or the maintenance can be done quicker? That's one on one side, but it doesn't stop at the building itself because the building can also contribute in making people working inside the building more efficient. So it's also about staff efficiency. How do we make technical staff, but also the clinical staff more effective in their day-to-day operations? We can provide data coming from sensors uh, spread around the building to optimize those workflows. So. Uh, on the efficiency side, it's one, we start off with the building itself, then you have the staff efficiency, and the third element is risk mitigation. As soon as you focus on uh, any kind of uh, efficiency gains, you don't want to have any disruption of your day-to-day activities, of your workflows. So risks like power outages or uh, aggression to staff, falling patients, infection rates, uh, or infection spreading in hospitals, these are the risks that uh, the building can uh, contribute to reduce. And this is a third pillar of, of focus if you talk about efficiency. understand. So it's workflow efficiency, the staff efficiency, enabling those experts that we talked about earlier that are in limited supply to really get the most out of their time uh, and the most out yes. of their day. Uh, energy and, and sustainability-driven efficiency. So making that building, the infrastructure, the asset, you know, use energy and and drive that decarbonization story and then as you mentioned this this risk efficiency uh ensuring Mm -hmm. that continuous operation and and here especially when we start to talk about hospitals and things like that i think it's pretty clear for us that the risk that you take if there is the interruption of service the interruption of power the you know you talked about an infection escaping or or things like a laboratory where there are samples that are contaminated due to Mm -hmm. the incorrect operation of the space. Um, I'd love to jump into a couple of use cases uh, because, you know, we, we talked there and you mentioned uh, for, for you and your team, when, when you take a look at this, you, you really start with the building and you start with that, that efficiency scope and then, and then spread into the other efficiencies. So let's pick one or two use cases, if it's all right, of some of the things that you see, some of the conversations that you have in the market where you see great opportunity, uh, considering mm-hmm. the modern technology mm-hmm. and what we're able to achieve today, give us a little bit of an insight. What's one of your, or, or a couple of your favorite use cases where this technology and, and the workflow and, and the risk mitigation all link together? Yeah, so there's endless amount of use cases, but okay, it will highlight one or two, right? Um, if you look at staff efficiency, we know that nurses are spending a lot of time on looking uh, for equipment, right? They're searching equipment and they spend more than an hour, so roughly 72 minutes per shift on looking for equipment. So imagine all those nurses around the world spending so much time on this. We can help them locating assets or medical equipment very quickly, saving a lot of time, and that time can be spent on treating patients, right? Improving the capacity of the hospital. 
but also when you have the location data, for instance, what we get on other use cases that if you have location data, code blue, many countries or hospitals, they use color coding systems. Code blue means that someone, for instance, with a heart attack that needs to be rushed into the OR, into the operating theater. And um, from the emergency department, let's say the team wants to be, the hospital wants to track the team that is transporting that patient into the operating theater. We need to have location data that comes from the infrastructure of the building. But when the team arrives at a door, for instance, that is normally locked because it's an employee only area, uh, you don't want to waste any time with badges to open the door. The door should open automatically based on a team that is approaching. Similar story for the elevator. When they approach the elevators, one of the elevators is reserved, buttons being pressed by other people are ignored, the team goes in, the elevator goes straight to the floor where the OR is, so not no stops in between. And when you arrive in the OR, the lighting, HVAC, everything should be up and running so that the procedure can start right away. And so you can see, this is just, uh, these are ways of workflows, or whether it's a nurse looking for equipment or team transporting a patient, where the building can be part of the team, basically, and help the, the people inside the building to be more efficient and quicker. Yeah, I understand. What struck me as you described that use case, you know, we talked about the, the patient management system, the elevators, the, the HVAC, the lighting, the motion and the movement throughout the, the building. These are a lot of different systems. Um, how important is integration and how important is is having transparency and bringing that, that information together in making a, a use case like that possible? Well, it's the key for any kind of efficient or smart facility in healthcare. If you have traditional or conventional hospitals, for instance, you'll see that the infrastructure, all those systems are there. Most of the systems are there, but they are all operating in an isolated way. They cannot ex exchange data. They cannot work together. So they also cannot act as one system to a certain event. Um, so any kind of smart hospital, because it always happens, when we talk to customers, the customers would say, if this happens, then that needs to happen, and then, then the other system needs to do this. So it's always an if this, then that case. To yeah. implement that, you need to have those systems working together and integrated into one platform, uh, because otherwise you cannot realize it. So this is a key element. This is basically the, the differentiating element between a conventional and a smart facility. Understand. And I think from, from my perspective, and when we talk about the industry that we're working in today, where, where those systems within the building is really our core focus, that's probably a, a really great message to close our conversation around the importance of that integration and not just integrating for monitoring, but really integrating to share data and to take action. Because without that, we're not able to to go to that next level of smart operation, that next level of a smart asset, a smart building like you described. Yeah. Uh, Job, thanks so much for joining us. It's, it's a real pleasure. And I look forward to talking more about the healthcare industry because, of course, we've barely scratched the surface. Uh, and there's many, many different things to talk about. Um, maybe as a last question, as a takeaway message, what would you send out to those listening who may be in the in the healthcare industry uh, or, or perhaps involved working in, in this industry, responsible for the operation of a site, of, of, a, of a healthcare provider or something like that? What, what would your message be to them? What, what should they do and what should they start thinking about uh, to, to really start tackling these challenges that you talked about at the start? Well, the main message is that no one 
no company, no person can solve this puzzle alone, right? Uh, it's a very complex environment with a lot of stakeholders, uh, not only the patients and the visitors and the staff, but also the staff. If you look at the staff, there's many different stakeholders here as well, different departments, and also a lot of different technologies coming together in those facilities. So what the key element is, we, from the infrastructure perspective, we said already integration is key, but on a larger scale, it's the partnership and ecosystem play that is key. Um, if you have one vendor or one supplier just supplying their technologies without properly understanding the different stakeholders in the building, uh, then it's not gonna fly. So you need to really understand how the technology is being used, what problems are you solving, and more often you will see that as a technology provider you cannot solve the whole problem you can you can bring in part of the uh, one piece of the puzzle so it's important that you form partnerships with the end customer with uh, main contractors with other technology vendors and if you work together there's a, a such a green field of opportunities so that's the fun part the nice part we can really transform this business but the tricky part is if you try to do it alone uh, it's not going to happen, right? So you need to work together to make it happen. Amazing. A hey, great message to, to finish on, uh, Job. Thanks so much for sharing your time and, and your expertise. It's a, it's a pleasure. And hey, I look forward at some point in the future to, to having you back together with us at some point on Buildings of Tomorrow. Me too, John. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. And uh, thank you also to everyone out there who is listening to us today. Remember to like, share, comment on this episode, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast uh, episodes, whichever platform is your favorite. And remember to look out for our new episodes every other week uh, so you can learn more about exciting topics like the healthcare vertical and anything else in the infrastructure and building technology world. Thank you and we'll see you soon.